You're listening to Average Joe Sports Talk Podcast with your boy Eman. Oh, yeah. What is up, everybody? Your boy Eman from the Average Joe Sports Talk Podcast. Back at it like a bad habit. As always, weekly podcast here that we always do a weekly stream with my man. How you doing, brother? Good to see you, man. Of course. How you doing, Cricket? How's it going, brother? brother. I'm all right, man. New year, new year has ushered in. We've got some big news in sports today, man. Yeah. Talk a little bit about it. How's everything in your world, sir? Hey, you know, like I told you early over air, man, it's uh, a first quarter of the year for me is huge, you know, personally from, uh, you know, my actual work, my actual job. Um, And uh, and I got a lot of I got a huge project going on. That's an additional work uh, on top of my day to day, um, you know, responsibilities and operations, but it's something that I've been working on for a while. That's going to make life a whole lot better, not only for the enterprise I work for, for myself in the future. It's, you know, it's kind of like a big deal, uh, but okay. it's a lot of moving pieces, a lot of legwork, man, which is taking a lot of my time. That's why last week, uh, you know, we didn't do a podcast. I went ahead and I said, look, I'm going back to work last week. I went and did right. something short on Monday. Uh, and then, you know, this week I said, Hey, I was work. I was actually at a commission meeting last night presenting in front of the commission because I work for a municipality and you know, I had to do a presentation in front of the commission and the mayor and a bunch of other people. So I was, you know, I was, I was, I didn't get home until like, you know, nine o'clock at night. You've so, been wide open, man. Yeah, man. It's been, it's been crazy, man. It's been crazy, but I, but I, but I have to get back to what relaxes me, bro, which is right. sitting over here, chopping it up with you. Talking sport, man. This takes my mind away from everything. You know what I'm saying, dude? And, and this yes, is what sir. I like to do, man. You know, so uh likewise, listen, my friend. Likewise. Brother, week 18 is here and gone. All right. Regular season's over. We're in Dang. the playoffs. Playoffs. You know, like our good buddy Jim yeah, Moore used to say. Playoffs. <laughs> you know, the playoffs, man. And uh, you know, we go from having that large standpoint of having all these games available on Sunday to bed and analyze. Uh First and foremost, tell the viewers, man, how did you how did you recap your NFL season? How was uh how was your rec- how was your record overall success rate? What do you how'd you end up this year, man? Man, it worked out all right. I have to, I have to dive in. I haven't actually done my actual final numbers yet, just because uh, I'll wait till I get my picks released this week. I had a bunch of other stuff. We had the national championship game. Yep. It's been wide open this week, man. I've had a lot going on, so I haven't actually done my final numbers yet. But we made some money, man. We started nice. out real hot. We had. We had some peaks and valleys, but we never had really in the NFL. We never had any bad, bad weeks. You know, we had a lot of where we treaded water there in some spots. We had a couple really good weeks. We had that one streak early on in the year. We we're like 18 and five or something at one point. So, yeah, we I remember that. I remember yeah, that. We made we made some money. So we're going to look to keep it rolling into the playoffs, finish this thing off strong. We got some futures alive. So it'll be a lot of fun, man. But I don't know where the season went, man. Seems like oh, it just started yesterday, bro. And in the time, it just evaporates into thin air. It doesn't feel like it has been – you know, three and a half, four months since we started this thing, it went by quick, bro. It's been a lot it's, of fun, though. Like, it's going to be a lot more fun. Absolutely. Yeah, the playoffs are good. I mean, listen, we have uh, – let me share my screen here. We got some matchups here that are very intriguing. You know, uh, we have a lot of challenges this weekend. There's a lot of bad weather on some places. It got to affect some, affect some real good teams, and we got to touch individual, one of them. But, man, and we got to get to them. But what do you think of this – Four and five matchup here, the Browns and the Texans, baby. You know, CJ Stroud, D'Amico Ryan, they clinched all right, the division because the damn Jags choked <laughs> on the line. Like, you know, hey man, I, I think I was one of those guys that called the year of a year that I wasn't impressed with Trevor Lawrence, right? This season. And I gave him the slack. And again, the guy was banged up. It's not all his yeah. fault. I think there was some breakdowns here, but you know, the ultimate responsibility falls with the leader of the team, man. 
All right. It, so. it, it does, man. They had some unfortunate luck. He was banged up. And, you know, mm -hmm. I will cut him some, some slack for that because I do think the guy is an incredible talent. But yes. the real thing for them, the, the real turning point for their season was when Christian Kirk went down. Yep. That offense really took a step back, man. That was kind of his go-to guy. And they never really, really looked comfortable and in sync after that. And I think that was really kind of the the downfall of their season right there is when that guy went down. Because you saw everybody around him really yep. become more uncomfortable when they had to take on a bigger role in the offense. I, their leading receiver, uh, yardage-wise, was their tight end. All right? Uh, it was evident. Now, he, he, did, he did step up. Him and Etienne step up. Step, and step up. But, but like I mean, you said, Kirk is huge. Yeah, he was. And not to throw shade at any of those other guys, yeah. man. It just it just simply made the offense worse. When that guy went down, he was their best mm -hmm. receiver. He was his go-to guy. It just simply made them worse. And they, you know, they put themselves in holes against teams that they had no business being in holes against. And they couldn't climb out of those, man. The offense wasn't explosive enough. And they, they didn't score enough points in the red zone. Turnovers, penalties, shooting yourself in the foot. Just, I mean, that's the recipe for disaster, man. Yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. Now, let's dive into this matchup, man. For the second time in 20 years, the Browns make the playoffs. All right? Crazy. These two teams met back in Week 16, right? Shouldn't take too much away. 36-22 win by the Cleveland. CJ wasn't playing. But yeah. CJ's got to get to face this defense for the first time because they didn't play the last time they met each other. And this defense is built different, man. We're going to see. We already know that CJ is the offensive rookie of the year. I mean, don't get me wrong. Puka Nakua has a little bit of say something about that. You know what I'm saying? Stepping does, up, with those, breaking up all those records, man. All right, reception records. They, they, ought, they records. ought to cut that trophy in half and give a half to both. I know. I I, I I agree with you, man. <laughs> I agree with you. It's one of those things that CJ had is so under control for the entire season. Him missing a few games kind of let Puka be like, holy crap, man, that hot start all of a sudden came back towards the last few games of the season. So I think he definitely carved himself in there. You know what I mean? I think in instances like this with Rookie of the Year awards, when mm -hmm. you've got two guys that both broke records, that you know, doing things that had never yep. been done before, I think they both deserve some recognition, man. Me too. I, I absolutely believe so because, you know, CJ was just setting records week after week, especially. Yeah, and the quarterback's season. always going to win it over anybody else. Yes. So the quarterback's doing that because – and granted, what Puka – not to think, take anything away from what Puka had done, but yep. what CJ Stroud done in the quarterback position, a rookie QB on that team with a rookie head coach, that you might not ever see anything like that again, man. And honestly, you're looking to me on the top two coach of the year candidates facing each other. Oh, I still true, give my true. nod. I didn't even thought about that, man. Think about it. I give my nod yeah. to D'Amico, right? But man, yeah. bro. You got to put Stefanski in the hat, man. Was <laughs> Stefanski is on this year dealing with all the injuries, the quarterback yeah. carousel. To just, yeah. again, getting a guy of the 55 and older community of the villages here in, in Florida, all right, playing a Parcheesi or, or I don't know, or freaking board. shuffleboard, you know what I'm saying, <laughs> or poker with the with the crew, with the cul-de-sac crew, you know what I'm saying, Man. to come in and blow off the hinges, putting better numbers than, than Deshaun Watson did throughout his, you know, combine his Cleveland career, right, whatever he played last year and this year, and the man did it like in four games. So, man, it, it kind of blows my mind what Joe Flacco has been able to do. Unreal. This game for me, though, man, I, you know, mm -hmm. I'm never a fan, and I know why they do it, but I'm never yep. a fan of sitting the guys in week 18, man. I'm, I'm just not. And I know why you do it. I, I am. And, uh, you know, I, I think that, that they definitely should have. It's not that I'm not a fan of it. I just think sometimes it lets you have a little hangover. You come it in does. a little sloppy, and we've seen it many times before. I totally think they should have done it because I think Dan Campbell was a dumbass for playing Laporta yeah. after he caught that touchdown and getting Dan. him hurt. So I was going to say, I totally understand why you do <laughs> that it. That's size 20-20, right? I mean. 
I just think that, it could have some negative effect, man. Yeah, I uh, think it's it's hindsight's twenty twenty. 2020. I think it could go it could go wrong either way, right? It, it, well, it could. It definitely could. I know you have to do it. You have to yeah. do it because when you do like you play a guy like Laporte and you get him hurt and now it costs you your first round, that's how you wind up getting fired a year or two later, man, yep. over some stupid shit like that. So I totally one hundred percent say you have to do it. I just think it could have a little hangover. Maybe not. But I think the mm-hmm. Texans, the way they won last week, man, and then watching the Jaguars get just I mean, they didn't really even have to sweat that on Sunday. The Jaguars nope. got whipped that whole game. Nope. So, nope. I mean, they got have they got a lot of momentum coming to this thing. They're almost too young to understand really the magnitude of the situation, man. They're like too naive. They just go for it, man. We've got a lot of young guys out there playing, just balls to the wall. I think this could be a more interesting game than people expect. So you you definitely think the mentality of all these young players who hey guys we got nothing to lose we're not supposed to be here and we are so yeah let's go in there even though it's gonna be even though it's gonna be frigid all right it's gonna be bad it's actually made for cleveland well well, no no this is in houston oh i forgot it's in houston never mind never mind so you know i bad yeah i forgot i keep forgetting that the worst record has the home field the home the home field advantage because they want the division winners all get the home field so yeah yeah that well i I think then the uh that actually evens it up a little bit because guess what i think uh like you said it's that defense is nasty and and could make create havoc anywhere but playing at home where Houston is very, very comfortable, I think it's one of those things that they're going to come out and try to score first right away, take that first shot in the mouth. If the this game was crowds. in Cleveland, outdoors, in the elements and things, yep. I wouldn't think Houston really stood a chance. I think they'd keep it respectable, but I think that defense yeah. would really – and that defense has looked so much better at home than it has on the road. Exactly, I mean, they exactly. Went through, they went to – you know, they, like I said, they played in week 16, but we can't put nothing into that game. Mm-hmm. CJ Stroud wasn't there. That's yeah. a different, you know, different world. But when they went and played Indy earlier in the year, also in a dome, uh, you know, that was a 39-38, and they just escaped. They gave, The NFL gave them one on yep. that one because the refs blew that at the end. So you might wind up seeing some more points in this than you expect, even yep. with the Browns' defense being as stout as it is. Yep. Uh, the, again, that's what I said earlier, uh, what I said before when you actually corrected me and said, no, the play we're playing in um, and, uh, Houston because, yeah, you're right. It's they, it, it's different. They don't play – they play different on the road. And, and again, Absolutely. the equalizer is is them playing at home. Uh, and we're at the elements. That's that You notice a lot of wins, right, before their offense clicked. Actually, let me mention the office started clicking when Joe Flacco took over the fucking football oh, quarterback. Yeah, right? <laughs> I mean, you saw so many 300 yard games back to back and three touchdowns, regardless of the picks. That's just Flacco mania. You know what I'm saying? That's what he does. Before that, they were all very sloppy, slow games, even if the Chubb went out. Uh, Deshaun Watson, when he played, a few times he played, it would be something that he'll make a throw here and there and the world went on fire. But he, not like he had, yeah. he didn't have great numbers like Flacco. When P.J. Walker experiment came in, it was, again, another run the football a bunch of times, make a throw, win by a field goal, create a turnover. But it was always when it was at their field, right, when they were playing at home, especially when they play outdoors. They do better outdoors, like you said, than they do better indoors. They, 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 and it, you know, it's so weird. I understand why it, uh, you know, why it affects them the way it does. But it just to me, when you see such a drop off sometimes mm-hmm. from some of these guys, I'm like, the field's the same size, ball's the same size, mm-hmm. same guys out there. Yep. You know, but it, and I understand why. But it's just, I think the Browns that defense is nasty, man. But like I said, yeah. I just can't count these Texans out. I can't nope. until they're out, man. I'm not gonna count them out because they ain't giving no reason to all year long. Every time they've had their back against the wall, they've risen to the occasion. So I think you and I are going to be agree on this one. Up, we're going to take and we're going to just talk about winning. I, I think the Texans are going to edge this out. I do too, man. I do. I too. think they got to edge it out. I think so, the legend of C.J. Stroud will continue to grow because this guy, barring any health issues, he's going to be here for a while. And 
he's definitely one of the next up guys, man. So he is uh, probably maybe, maybe the the future face of the league uh, at, at some point, man. You know, that's, that's, a, that's a tall task. We're, we're, we're giving a lot, you know, but he's earned it so far. But yep. there's still a lot of ifs in that sentence. You got to stay healthy. You got to continue to play well. The NFL is going to have tape on you next year. They're going to be able to adjust. You're going to get yep. different looks thrown at you. We got to see that. So, you know, a lot of times this year, you a lot of people have saw him for the first time and only one time. You know, yep. the more tape that gets put on you, the better. Those defensive coordinators, pretty slick yep. dudes themselves, man. And so you saw it. You've seen it with Patrick Mahomes and all that stuff. You usually see a regression in that second year because yep. of that. Not saying it will happen to him. But it's a possibility. So we we can't just put him in Canton just yet. But this guy yep. is going to be there for years to come. And it's right a good now, start. Man, even going back to college, every game I've seen him, a big-time game, whether he's won the game or lost the game, he's always showed up to play. Mm-hmm. No, he's a competitor. He's a competitor. He's, you've seen it this year. A lot of close games, you know, games that they, they weren't out, and he made it happen, even even after he started getting going at the beginning of the year. Yeah, he, He's a competitor. He's a competitor. Hey, look. Like you said, let's not stamp it like like Bill Parcell said one a long time ago when about Tony Romo when he first went out there and they were like, he says, hey, listen, listen, let's put the annoyment oil away, all right? You know, yeah. this guy just played one game. <laughs> Look, I think the dude's going to be great for a very long time. But like you said, it's a pretty darn good start, though. So that's yeah, let's just leave it at start, that. Bro. It's really, a yeah, real good start. Start. It ain't over yet either, man. The first season nope. ain't even done yet, man. He's still no, got time man. to write some, uh, some oh, history I, in there. Absolutely, man. Well, and next we have the uh, Kansas City Chiefs. And the Dolphins, Tariq Hill coming, going back home, getting another shot to uh, beat their old, his old team, the team that he actually won the Super Bowl with. Uh, man, uh, what do you think here, man? The temperature is going to be fucking freezing, all right? It's going to be like, I think it's going to be look, it's gonna be negative with the wind chill factor. But anywhere around six degrees to hopefully negative. It's going to be like a 25-mile-an-hour wind uh, factor here in this game. And... Ah, dude, listen, I, I I live in South Florida. I seen the difference how Miami plays at home and on the road and when it's called. This is not good for the Dolphins. I don't care how bad the Chiefs have played this year and how bad their offense looks and whatever you want to put out there, but this does not look good for a team that's banged up where your star wide, your both star wide receivers are not 100%. And guess what? They're not 100% in what they do best, which is fly, which is run, which is yeah. sprint. Get out. So it's not good. Your running back, who was like the second, what, he was number two or number three in the league with most touchdowns in Mostert, mm-hmm. missed the last two games. He's coming in hurt if he's going to play. Their defense, you know, Chubb off of the – they are going in limping worse than any team I've ever seen in a very long time. And the elements are not what, what they need right now in addition to all this crap. It doesn't help them at all. No, man, my, my initial thought in this game was I wanted to look at it and think it would be a bounce-back spot for Miami. They got drubbed up in Baltimore a couple weeks ago, and they just mm-hmm. let that division slip away right through their fingers mm-hmm. on Sunday night. And, you know, they had that game in hand the entire time, it felt like, until that 96-yard punt return really turned everything yep. around right there. This is a bad spot for Miami. You talked about being banged up. They're down to, to two pass rushers. They got yep. two edge rushers left. Mm-hmm. You know, they're probably going to have to sign somebody off the couch themselves this week and uh, get some depth out there because you simply can't make it with those two guys going. You're nope. not going to get any kind of rush or any kind of pressure on Patrick Mahomes. And if you let him stand back there, he's going to pick you apart, snowstorm or not. And so they got to – I mean, that, that's the first problem. You talk about the receivers. We don't know if we can see Waddle for the whole game. Tyreek's mm-hmm. not 100%. Nope. You talk about Mostert. A-Chan, I think, can pick up the slack because I ultimately yep. I think A-Chan's the better back and yes. gives him the, makes that offense the best. But with everybody mm-hmm. else banged up there, man, you I just don't see it. Tua doesn't look confident. Right, right now he just doesn't, man. And they haven't, like you said, the teams that get physical with them in the secondary, 
the Chiefs have quietly got one of the top five defenses in the NFL. You know, we haven't talked about mm-hmm. it as much this year, mm-hmm. but that offense has been really bad, really worse than people. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I know we've talked about it some, but it's, it's been worse than people realize. Yep. And that defense has kept them in a lot of ball games. Mm-hmm. So you got a physical secondary that's already played them once. I know it was in Germany, so you got to put a little yeah. bit, take a little bit away from that. But it's still a football game. And they played them, they beat them, they smacked them in the mouth right there. And every time Miami's faced a team like this, the physicality in the secondary, they've struggled with it, man. Now you add the elements and all the injury issues. I think it's going to be a bad deal for Miami. I think it's going to be a bad day. Um, It's not going to be sunny in South Florida. It's going to be sunny in South Florida, but not in Kansas City. And here's the other thing. Uh, I want to add to that. Miami, like you said, it was their division to lose, and they they did lose it. Number two, they lost that division when they lost that Monday night game against the Tennessee Titans. When they were up by two scores. That right there was the turning of the tide because they were hot. And that's when everything went shit's creek. That was something like, I mean, the last 757 teams or something that had been up by that many at that point in time in the game had won. It was something crazy like that. Three and a half minutes left, bro, or three minutes and 18 minutes seconds. I don't even know. It was something real short on the three and a half minutes. And I'll play two scores and you lose the game. That right there was. When you're sitting on your rocking chair at 60 years old or whatever, smoking your cigar, thinking about reflecting the glory days, man, you probably think a lot less about that Buffalo bit that Buffalo game last Sunday night, then you do that Tennessee game. That Tennessee game is going to hurt for some years, man. It, it will. It will. And, you know, and it's a shame, right? Because here's Tua, who took the fifth-year option, right, going into a year where he wants to get paid, and he, he he's a warrior, right? I like Tua. The guy's a warrior. He is a warrior. He, he is a warrior. He, you know, and he overall numbers look good. But then ask yourself, another first run out from Miami, if they do get eliminated by the Kansas City Chiefs, now you got to start asking your question. Is Tua my guy? I think he is, man. Mm-hmm. I, I think that those questions. So I understand, but people got to. I understand you want championships. Everybody wants championships, mm-hmm. man. But there's a lot of teams this weekend sitting watching football. Mm-hmm. You know, he got you to the playoffs. He's giving you the consistency. He's putting up the numbers and stuff. Yeah, he makes some turnovers, but there's a lot. You got to be careful when you start throwing shady yep. guys like Tua because you look at the rest of the league. There's a lot of bad quarterbacks out there. So when you got a guy like this man and he does lay it all in the line for you, you got to have the durability issue. So you got to be careful how much or how long you extend that contract for. But the man's mm-hmm. still done the, at, in my opinion, at this point, has done enough to earn his money. And I think if you start questioning that, you got some real high expectations as a Dolphins fan. I mean, and it's not like they have a lot of draft capital to you know move down the draft yeah, or trade. Yeah, they got control all that tampering stuff and all exactly. The and, 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 yeah, and remember, you, you they, don't be able to piece this thing together yeah, with all yeah. that going on. <laughs> yep, absolutely, man. They've done a lot of like, you know, they remember they gave up a lot for Tariq Hill. So that there by itself, yeah. you know, it's, it's, it's a huge, it's a huge, and, uh, that's, and that's been worth it. It's been worth yeah, it. it. Let's be honest. It you know, Tyreek's performed. It ain't like he came down and, you know, has yep. missed 60% no. of games or anything like that. Like no. he's been out there playing hurt too and earning his money. Like Tyreek yep. has done what he's supposed to do and he made up for all them. I don't think you could have got the value out of those three draft picks or whatever that you got out of no. Tyreek Hill. Absolutely, absolutely. Just, you know, like I said, it's been one of those things that you started hot. And just like, I mean, it's the story of Miami, man. Last year, the same thing before injuries started taking over, right? And, and people just don't realize how tough the NFL is, man. And, and the long, you know, season's a marathon and you got to mm-hmm. get lucky. You got to have your bodies in the right shape. You got to, and you, it sounds crazy, but you got to rest these guys at the right yep. time and all that stuff. There's a lot that goes into this thing. And you got to get a little bit lucky too, man, because sometimes injuries just bad luck. Absolutely. Absolutely, man. All right, so I think we both agree Kansas City, I think, takes this one. 
It might, it might be a I low think scoring so, game. Man. I don't know that it's really even going to be all that close, man. Kansas City, and because everybody's been talking about Kansas City too and how bad they are. Yeah. And those guys have been listening to that too. But let's not forget they have gone to five straight AFC championship games. They know how to win in the postseason. They damn sure know how to do it at home. And so I think the Chiefs can come in this ready to go. I think everybody keeps, I think, forgot that Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback in the NFL. Yeah. yeah. Right? He's, he, he's still a dude, man. Yeah. He's, he's still the, I think he's still the dude, right? He's still the Brady, dude. You're right. Brady <laughs> retired. Lamar might be the dude, man. Hey, well, no, hey, look, Lamar, Lamar, hey, Lamar, Lamar, Lamar is doing, is doing his thing. There's a lot of good quarterbacks this year that have done better than, than Mahomes. But remember, yeah. dude, Mahomes but, is the guy after when Brady left. Mahomes has a couple of Super Bowls, been there three times. Like you said, five straight and, AFC champions. Look, yeah. he is resume wise, he's the closest to Brady right now at Ooh. this stage of his career. Last time I checked, they still the defending Super Bowl champs until they ain't, man. You got to beat them till they ain't. Absolutely, baby. Until you don't got that strap in your That's waist right. and you and take it away from them, you can't, you can't, you can't take that away from them. And you gotta, That's you right. gotta give it to the to the dude right now. All right? That's you, right. That's right. We, Lamar, we forget about Lamar. that. They still have. We've seen Lamar perform well in the in the regular season so many times, man. You got to do it when it counts now, big Absolutely. dog. I'm not saying you can't. I hope you do. I hope you do. I really do. Dude, but we Lamar see it, put two. Oh, the clutches games, all right, against, uh, yo, the Niners, and then annihilated freaking the Dolphins. I mean, and, and this is what I love about Lamar this year, right? I still say, I tell people, his numbers are not better than when he won the overall numbers than when he won the MVP. However, he's not been asked to do that much, all right, because he finally has a freaking team around him, yeah. right? Because, you know, and that's how you win Super Bowls. When you put the players around your stud quarterback, and only ask him to step up when you actually need it. When everybody's, yo, listen, Lamar, we're getting fucked over here. Now we need you. Instead of stepping yeah. up every game because you don't have the support for the guy. That's the season I see Lamar, and that's when you win Super Bowls. I agree, man. I agree. And I, I yeah. like Lamar, man. Me I too. Do. I like Lamar. I, I think a lot of people have always, and I don't know why, really, because I've never seen anything tell me this, but you know, a lot of people question his leadership and all that stuff and his commitment to the team. I don't, man. I love that guy. I love the way he's team first. And his interviews after the game are some of my, my favorite yeah. things to watch, man. I love that guy. And I think he is a gamer. And uh, I hope he gets it done in the playoffs, man. I hope I he hope just so gets to the big game. I hope he at least gets to the AFC Championship game. I Because so I want to see him on that stage. We'll be talking about that next week, you know what I'm saying, when, when they actually uh, – when, when, they, when they get to play. Now, let's hang move out and watch this weekend, too. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Sunday. Sunday, we got the Steelers against the uh, AFC Division champs. I can't believe the Bills pulled this off. I mean, come on, bro. Talk about Bulsey, bro. There were six and six, all right? Peaks and valleys, bro. It's week been a 12, long man. Year for Buffalo. <laughs> it is an up and down season. And look, you could say whatever you want to say about Josh Allen, right? The 16 picks. But this fucking guy almost had 40 total touchdowns. He put this whole team on his back all season long, right? You look at Diggs' numbers, they're not great. Thank goodness. And you and I kept saying this every year let James Cook. When they finally right, realized and get this guy the ball and the and the attempts as much as they could and put him in positions, this team started rolling, right? Defense got healthier, right? And just things, things started clicking. They were winning some ugly games that they did not win at the beginning of the season. Remember that, right? He, yeah. he toned it down with the turnovers as well, right? If you look at Josh Allen's turnovers and that five-game winning streak was way less than what he had at the beginning of the season. I don't have the numbers in front of me, but that was a huge factor. So things came together. I think it was one of those things. And he's a leader. This guy's another great quarterback in the league. And uh, do that, you know, uh, you got to give this guy a, a props. I mean, he may not, he's not going to win the MVP, but you'll put him in the top five because he did I enough mean, for his team to I get it. He did everything to get here. And he has some numbers. The numbers are not bad either. 
I mean, he's as valuable to his team as any of those other guys we just talked about are. Yep. If that guy goes down, this team doesn't stand a prayer. You oh. know, doesn't stand a chance. Doesn't have a prayer. And um, especially I, this season. Him, him, yeah, and it, it's so impressive to me what he's done too, man. Because you know, Gabe Davis went out of that game the other night. One of his big dogs, Dawson Knox, mm-hmm. who's been his tight end for the last couple of years, has been banged up. Somebody had to break in a rookie tight end, Don Kincaid, who is a freak and going to uh-huh. be a great tight end this league for years to come. Mm-hmm. But you've had guys like Khalil Shakir step up. Devin Hardy have stepped up. Um, you know, you really see Matt Milano get injured on the defensive side of the ball. Tredavious White going down. Mm-hmm. They've dealt with a lot this year, man, and a lot with the media throwing in their face because we've expected them to win the Super Bowl for a couple years now. Everybody's saying their windows closing and all this. Mm-hmm. So they've been a very resilient bunch, and I've been impressed by that, man. And, I, I, you know, I think they're used to that at this point, and that's the type of thing in the playoffs that could really get you to the yep. next level because you know what it's like to deal with the bullshit. Check this out. Buffalo is 7-1 at home this season. All right. Josh Allen has, has faced the Steelers four times. He's three and one against them. It's going to be sub freezing at Buffalo. Again, another game that's going to be ugly, which actually the colder the game is actually the better is for, uh, for Pittsburgh. Cause they they're used to that shit. Right. And their offense is always, they're not going to throw the ball a lot. So they just got to run the hell out of the ball. Uh, but I think like you said, like I was telling earlier, Buffalo can now run the ball as well. Cause remember, Josh Allen is getting you another 60, 70 yards every single game. James Cook is getting you over 100 and another 40 or 50 on the ground. So I think it's going to be it's going to be one of those nasty ass games because it's going to be hard to throw the football. But I think Josh Allen can throw the football a lot better than Mason Rudolph in any any situation and in any any weather. And TJ Watts going down. That's, that's huge, killer, man. That's, that's huge. That's huge. That's kind that of nail the coffin. Yeah, that was probably the only real chance they had was hopefully to be able to apply some pressure and force Allen in some yep. uncomfortable spots to have some yep. turnovers. If they're not going to be able to get pressure on him, which I, I, I they still got some dudes out there. I think but, so. Uh, they do. You know, I don't know. Losing a guy like TJ Watt, who's probably the best defensive player in the entire league, uh, when you lose a guy like that, man, mm-hmm. it, that, that's a killer. And they didn't have a whole lot of a prayer before. I, I'm glad to see him stick with Mason Rudolph, even though Kenny Pickett's healthy, because I think Mason yeah, Rudolph yeah. that. No. He's played really well. I don't put much stock into that game last week in Baltimore because. No. You're not playing against starters. No. On top of that, it was a monsoon. And I don't think anybody could have thrown in that. No, no. So I can't put it. You got the win, man. You got the win when you had to. And that's all that yep. matters to me. And so I think he's earned the right to start, but I don't know. I think they are maybe giving him too many points here, though, man. It's Buffalo minus 10 mm-hmm. right now, minus 500 on the money line. You got plus 380 for the Steelers on the money line. I don't think you mess with the money line at all because I don't think Buffalo nope. loses this game. But 10 points is a lot for an NFL playoff hey, game. I man. would take a team with a good defense. The, okay, a team with a good defense and the kind of weather you're playing. I'll take the plus 10, man. I, I like the plus 10 right now. And you got you know, a low total in this thing at 36, mm-hmm. so you're not expecting a whole lot of points. It's hard to nope. cover 10 points, but you're not expecting a whole lot of them. Absolutely. Yeah, it's not like you're, you know, that you got the conditions out there and you're going to be slinging the hell out of this ball. And yeah. Buffalo's not like they, you know, and Buffalo's not a high-scoring team this year either. You know what I mean? So and, and, you know, we, we talk about the the turnovers for Allen. He's been prone mm-hmm. to do that. You get a defensive tutty or something like that. Yeah. That 10 yeah. swells up a whole lot real early. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Listen, giving up those kind of touchdowns, in a game like this, given a defensive touch on a pick six, a fumble for a score, whatever the case may be, it, it's kind of like being down by 14 points because it's so difficult to score, right? So freezing weather. Dude, if it starts raining, you know it's going to snow. You know, the floor oh, is going to yeah, be slippery. Yeah. It's going to be uncomfortable already. And like you said, it could be like a it could be like a 14 to 7 game, you know, maybe 19 to 12, you know, something, some and, stupid and- looking crap like that. And I find it hard, you know, the Steelers are going to get a touchdown. Or, I don't think they like go crazy or nothing, but they've been running no. the ball really well. Both yes. those running backs have been have been chunking up yards, averaging big yards per carry. 
they really the offensive line has shaped up a bunch. They mm-hmm. look, look totally different. Than they did the first half of the season. They did. First half of the season, they that did. was their Achilles heel, and they it was did. I thought it was going to be their demise. But they've, they've really stepped it up and played a lot better. And they're running the football at a pretty good clip right now. Mm-hmm. So, Buffalo's still got to step up and make some plays. But it's not just going to be a walk in the park. I think nope. Buffalo wins it, but 10's a lot. Yep, I, I, I'm with you. Buffalo definitely, to me, is going to win it. But I don't, I, I don't think they're going to cover the spread. And like you said, the only thing that I, you want to give to the to the, the Steelers here, they do have better a better running game. Because they have two running backs combined here that can do it all. And Najee has been hitting those, been running really angry. He's getting the touchdowns in, in, the, in the red zone. Then you have um, Warren, who's been getting a lot of the play action and play catching, uh, yeah. like, you know, like he did all season long. You know, it's like, it's good, man. I think, I think Jalen Warren is such a good back. Um, but, it, I, it, and, you know, they really have something going. And I think this game with the weather, they're going to be putting this ball on the ground a lot. It's going to be one of those. It's going to be an ugly game to watch. It's probably going to be one of Buffalo, those ugliest games to watch. So Buffalo doesn't want to let this team hang around. You nope. kind of want to get out and put put your foot on their throat, control the tempo, be able to play your style and into in you know into your hands. You don't mm-hmm. want to let them get the game like a, the game they want. You know the 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 punting back and forth, the low score, and the defensive stuff. They want to they want to make you turn that ball over right there. Get the short field because mm-hmm. they know they can't sustain drives and do all that, man. So and with the bad weather, like you said, it plays into their favor more so than Buffalo. Yep. But I think Buffalo's overall talent, and then you got the guy Josh Allen, man. I think That's he's true. the factor in the difference. That's one of those. He's one of those generational guys, man. He does it. He, he could take over games just by himself with his feet, his arm, and, and you've and seen him in the past in the playoffs against lesser quarterbacks. It's against the big dogs that he's mm-hmm. had his struggle. He, he hasn't even really struggled in a lot of those, man. It no. just kind of came for the short end of the stick. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, usually the guys like this, these other these. You know, bottom half quarterbacks. Yep. Which I'm sorry, Mason Rudolph. That's what he is. If you if you weren't, you'd have been a starter all along. But oh my gosh, yeah, yeah. So when, they, they would have never drafted Pickett. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. When he goes head to head with guys like this, he usually comes out on top and handles business. So I look for a big game out of him, man, and be the difference maker. Absolutely, yeah. I think the Buffalo. That's it. Should be an easy win. Uh, they're just gonna play their game, and I think both you know Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh just don't have the the horses. Probably gross to watch, man. It, it's gonna okay. be a nasty, nasty game to watch. There's a nasty. reason they played it at one o'clock on Sunday. <laughs> That's right. That's right. It's a one o'clock game. It's the first one, bro. You know what I mean? Now talking about uh, a game that might be uh, gross here, but dude, Mike McCarthy is gonna get a, a shot, uh, another revenge game here at his old team, and this time in the playoffs, bro. The Packers against them boys. You know what I'm saying? Them them yeah, little bitches. Man. Um. Honestly, this should not be a struggle for Dallas. I, I, you know, Jordan Love, great year. I don't know if you were able to make this comparison, but I pulled up Aaron's first year as a starter numbers and Jordan Love. Jordan Love made the playoffs. Aaron did it. Jordan Love had about five, four or five more touchdowns, total touchdowns, you know, rushing and passing than Aaron. Had two less interceptions. All right, had about about a couple, I think a few hundred more yards passing wise, right? You know, he he numbers were almost identical. Jordan Love had even just a tiny bit better and a better record, right? So after the Packers were 13 and 3 the previous year with Brett Favre before he left. So I think is Jordan Love their guy? I think he is, right? Yeah, I think I, it's I, definitely I, for that. He gets a shot coming back, right? For sure. But it's bro, bro, I'm is, you, is you this uh, you know, you the guy that, that we guy. You get rid of that guy, you deserve to go into football purgatory forever, man. It's an exciting time to be an NFL fan because there are a lot of young studs at the quarterback position, man, that can really be difference makers and game changers. 
And Jordan Love, what they do in Green Bay, man, when those with those quarterbacks, bringing them in, sitting them for two or three mm-hmm. years, let them learn under a Hall of Famer and all that. There's something to that, man. Because when you come in as a rookie quarterback like a CJ Stroud or a Bryce Young, mm-hmm. it's hard to come in and gain the respect of all those older guys. Everybody knows you're a stud, but at the same time, you still got to learn it, come in and earn it, and you're a rookie. If you come in and deal with the rookie bullshit you have to deal with going to the NFL yeah. and not have to worry about leading a franchise right then, you come in, you learn under that guy, you see how to how to be a professional, you see how to learn the tape, you see all the different little things that these greats do, and you learn that for a few years, man. Then when you finally get your chance, you've already gained the respect of all your teammates because you've been putting the work in. I think it's a lot easier to run a franchise and be the face of a franchise when you get a situation like that. And I really think Green Bay's got something figured out up there. And yeah, Jordan loves a dude, man. But yeah. this weekend it's gonna be tough for him, man. Yeah, I think so too. <laughs> so too. Dallas defense is just next level. They're gonna run into a buzz yeah. saw this yeah, weekend. They, they the Cowboys at home have played really well. I mean, just really, really well. Looks like yep. one of the, maybe the best team in the NFL when they play at home right there. I don't know mm-hmm. they've had their struggles on the road. No, nope. but right here but at man, home, the line's sitting at seven and a half. Heavy steps likes likes the the Packers plus seven and a half, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, to me, I'm not scared of it. It was staying above that key number seven right there, not going down below that. If it went down to plus six and a half, uh, I, I would give Green Bay some hope right here. But mm. I think with it staying above seven and a half, they're trying to make you think you're getting a gift with Green Bay over a touchdown. And it feels to me like the Cowboys are going to come in and do kind of like what they did to the Rams back a few weeks ago. It's been hell. It seems like a few weeks ago it all runs together. Yeah, what they it, did it's a while back. Game, it was sir. And, you know, similar style offenses and things. And I just, uh, you know, I think that if Christian Watson was playing this game, it'd be a lot different. A lot mm-hmm. different. I don't think that guy's going to be ready to go. Aaron Jones has still no. had his banged up problems all year yep. long. Yep. He's looking more healthy. He looked, looked good the last couple of weeks. But A.J. Dillon's banged up, too. Yep. There's, a, there's a lot of question marks. And what the youngest roster in the NFL right here, yep. going on the road in the playoffs to a very good football team with a veteran quarterback, a lot of veteran guys. C.D. Lamb playing as good a football mm-hmm. as anybody. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, Michael, that monster, Micah Parsons. Yep. It's going to be a bad day for the Packers, I think, man. I don't think that offensive line is going to hold the the front line of the of the, of the, of the Cowboys. It's not going to be an all-game thing. I think Michael Parson and everybody else are going to run wild, man. Uh, they, they're make a t- it's going to be a tough day for, for uh, Jordan Love as well. All right? I, I and that Packers so, offense. But don't give up on him yet, y'all. Just because no, the no, man no. don't win his first spot here. But I'm telling Look, you, that, that guy is a dude. If y'all want to get rid of him, I know we, we take him down in Tampa, man. All I know, all I know is that you look, you look at this gentleman, right? And and because the season he started out really good the first three games, then tailed off, but then brought it back. But when you look at those numbers, I mean, you compare those numbers to his predecessor. I mean, so far, if you want to go based on trends, you got to have a guy that's going to win you a Super Bowl and you know be a Pro Bowl quarterback for the next you know 12, 15, 14 years in the Green Bay. I I think that's that's the kind of guy he is, man. I do, and what I've seen out of him in his first year. And uh, he's played really, really well. He's made some yep. rook, rookie-type mistakes. I mean, it's, yeah. it's, it's call it what it is. It's rookie You have basically. to. You have to, and bro. He's a rookie. That, yeah, that's yeah. part of it, man. The NFL is very hard, yep. especially from, uh, you know, playing the quarterback position right there. Those yep. dudes are basically doctors of football. So, Absolutely. you know, uh, to see what he's done this year and play as well as he has, I, I, I've got a lot, of, uh, a lot of bright hope for Jordan Love, man. You know, we're talking about brightness, man, uh, you mentioned CeeDee Lamb quietly all right where everybody was looking at Tyreek Hill but he was looking at Mike Evans everybody was looking at Puka this guy put himself 135 reception year Ty, he was I think he had the league I think he he wasn't first he I led the league in receptions up, yeah. he went yeah. end up winding up 17 plus 100 yards he ended up leading the league in receptions tie for first with 12 touchdowns 
So this dude right here is like putting triple, you know, wide receiver, triple crown numbers that Cooper Cup did a couple of years ago. Quietly. Nobody ever had this guy. Everybody knows that C.D. Lamb is a nasty. He's stud, bro. He's one of the best running, you know, wide receivers. But he doesn't get that. He doesn't get that love. He doesn't get that Jefferson love. Devontae Adam loves. You know that, you know, right? You're he right, man. It seems that way. He doesn't get that love, but he puts these numbers and they go unnoticed. It is kind of weird, isn't it? Right. I mean, even even myself, man. Uh, you know, I kind of didn't, didn't realize how good a season it. I mean, I knew the guy's a freak, and I know yeah. I feel like every time I turn the Cowboys game on, he's scoring a touchdown. But it was like yeah. you know, I just didn't really. You didn't seem like he was in the conversation with all those big dogs. And hell, he's the best of all of them. Yeah, he ended up leading everything. I mean, yeah. it's funny because we, we we would speak on Wake and Rake, and every time we got to see the Lamb, just pick the over on the receiving yards because it was yeah. always like 86 or 90, right? He put him over. You made a bunch time. of money if you was doing that. Absolutely, man. But, yeah, man, I mean, again, the guy doesn't get the respect I think that he deserves and is, is year after year, man. And this year puts his best year together, and, it, you know, it's, it's kind of like a quiet thing. It's like, yeah, he's he, – hey, look, look what he did, but it's not – he's not up there, man. That would have been Justin Jefferson and Devontae Adams a couple of years ago, uh, Tyreek Hill – Everybody was making a big fuss out of this, like everybody did for Cooper Cup. So it's and like, it seems hey. so odd with a cow, with a Cowboys player. You would uh-huh. think they would be the one that would just be burst into the spotlight right yeah, there. Absolutely. Uh, but I think the Cowboys have kind of wanted to take a different narrative. I think they kind of like being a little under the radar mm-hmm. and expected to screw up. You know, you had the time forever. Like, when are they going to be back? When are they going to be back? And now you just expect them to blow yep. it. And I think they kind of like that underdog type role, man. Not, I, not so much, not as much pressure on you then. But yep. everybody's expecting you to lose. You don't have all that that pressure, the weight of the world on your shoulders right there. They just got to get to go out and do the thing. I think this year, for the first time ever, nobody's dumping on fire the narrative that you got to choke in the first round. Because, I, I'm not. Because of last I'm, year. I'm not buying that. I don't think this is the same type Cowboys team. You I don't know, think this is one of those. Man, I think this team, when they, if they, when they do lose, I don't think it's going to be in that disappointing, embarrassing fashion. Mm-hmm. If they do lose, if they don't win the Super Bowl, it's, they're going to lose in heartbreaking fashion. Yep, I think so too. But this is the first year that you know. I mean, last year I, 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 I you know, I gave him a shot. They were going to be be the Bucks, but I, I kept saying it's Tom Brady. Oh, he's not going to go. Bucks. He's not going to go out like that. And you know, but but yeah, no, I honestly think so. I think they. Uh, I don't. I'm not giving it to them this year. I don't think it's going to be one of those disappointing first run outs. So uh, Cowboys for sure on this one. Uh, I, I think they're going to handle business um, pretty pretty easily here. I don't think it's going to be a challenge. I don't think so. I will say this. I know we'll get to it in just a minute, mm-hmm. but I am much happier as a Bucks fan to see the Philadelphia Eagles coming to town than oh. I would be if the Dallas Cowboys were coming to town. We we're gonna get to it, but absolutely freaking lootly, bro. We gotta get to that because there's a lot of things that we're gonna we're gonna uh, you know point out there because you got like the tale of two freaking teams here, man. Cinderella story and a team that melted the f down like no other in the, in the history process. of the NFL. Yeah. Still in the process of melting down, I think. Yeah, it's not over yet. It's not over yet, man. <laughs> that damn that damn water is boiling over and is like hitting the kitchen floor right now. You know what I mean, bro? That's a bad yep. as well thing. But let me tell you something. What's going to be a meltdown? This Rams and Lions game, dude. There's something about the Rams that scare the hell out of me. If I'm the Detroit Lions, all right. I know Detroit had a great year. Everybody's riding hot on Campbell. Sam Laporta getting hurt is huge. I don't care what you're hearing that, oh, he might play, but bullshit, he ain't going to play. Dude. All right, this guy. He got yeah, carted he, off. Yeah, exactly. I mean, did you see that entry? I mean, the, the thing just bent it I the other way. It. Will I did. Me. We, we'd already talked about how we thought they were fools yeah. for playing him anyway. And yep. he texted me as soon as it happened. And I was like, you got to be kidding me. I thought it was like, when they said carted off, I just assumed it was torn ACL. Yep. Usually you get carted off, it's, hey, see you in a year. Mm-hmm. You know, so, first playoff game, home playoff game in 30 years. All right. Uh, but you got Matthew Stafford coming back. 
Uh, he's playing actually really good. This Rams team is what, like four and one in the last five or five and six, yeah. something like five out of six. Uh, you have Puka, Cooper, you have Kyron Williams. I mean, you got Aaron Donald. Every, everybody's healthy at the same time with a veteran quarterback that's been there before. I, I, you know what I get? And I, and I said this before three games ago when we're doing our weekly recap. It's given me Eli Manning giant vibes when we made the playoffs, right? Same thing. Yeah. You were yeah. teeter-tottering all year long, and then you win like four out of the last five, and you go in with that mentality where your defense is healthy and it's good enough, and then you got a veteran quarterback that can make the throws, and, and, and he has like that wide receivers that can make the catches, and the running game is insane. This team scares the hell out of me, and I think the Lions are – ah, man, I, I hate I, – you know, Lions are a nice story. They're a better team. I, I, dude, I, 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 I got something that tells me, eat. I, I, take the Rams, man. Take the Rams because this one, this one's you've seen this picture before, and, and yeah, it kind of resembles something that may happen this week. And the Lions' uh, Cinderella story here is going to come to an end in the first round. I, I tell you, if the NFL is scripted, they got some great riders. Oh, my gosh. Uh, I'll tell you, the underlying themes in a lot of these games this week, and this, in my opinion, is the best one of all of them. Yes, sir. With all the different little innuendos and things. Yes, sir. Here. I wish Sam Laporta was playing in this game. I yeah. love that. Dude. That was the top tight end in football this year. Mm -hmm. in his rookie season, and I hate it for him. But he got a lot of football left in front of him. I'm glad it wasn't yeah. a bad, bad injury. But I'm with you, dude. Uh, you know, this just feels like a spot for me where the Lions just, you know, it kind of started, you know, I know you had some bad luck down in Dallas. Yep. But last week playing for really, it was astronomical odds. The, the the Cowboys and the Eagles were not both losing. And that's what had no. to happen. And you had to win to move up right there. You just didn't mm -hmm. really have anything to gain by that. And I think you're going to see that kind of flow over a little bit in this week, man. And Jared, Jared Goff, I like Jared Goff. I He's do. a gamer. For a long time, I didn't, man. I thought he was a bum for a long time. I had to step back on that because I think Jared Goff is a good NFL quarterback. He I is. think Matthew Stafford is a better NFL quarterback. There's a reason mm -hmm. he went to the same place Jared Goff was playing and won a Super Bowl. Yep. Um, so I, I think that in this spot, I'm looking at the quarterbacks again as an X factor right here, man. And I think I, I got to go with the guy that I know is a future Hall of Famer in Matthew mm -hmm. Stafford, right? Yep. Look, Sam Laporta, against he was the first rookie ever since, or I think he beat – uh, was it Gronk's and Kelsey's uh, touchdown record for a tight end? I think he had 10 this year yeah. uh, as a rookie. I think he broke the rookie tight end record, uh, touchdown record. He had 10. Excellent. He also broke the reception records again for tight end, rookie tight ends as well. And this is a guy that was drafted, what, in the fourth round? Something like that. Something like that. He, he, the guy was yeah. did not going the first few rounds. It was a late round guy. And I remember when they drafted, I was like, wow, they got a steal in the portal. You know he, what uh, I mean? And, you know, yeah, and I thought after I – thought, I thought, figured that's why they were letting him play, get the mm -hmm. records. Be done with you know, but once you got the records, man, get out of there. Hey, he scored the touch. He scored the touch in the receptions, dude. Get him out of there. He, he would have been got. He would have been out of that by the first quarter. He got it. He had it. It's done. Yep. Go bye. <laughs> you Absolutely. Know, that down, game, yeah, man. Get a water break. <laughs> man, that game against Dallas really comes back to bite him in the ass. Yeah, I think that one, man. That might be the one we look back and say this yep. where it kind of was like, uh, and that's yep. some bad luck because they earned that, that win. I think yep. that was some bullshit, but at the same yep. time. That sometimes it's hard to overcome stuff like that, man. And now you got a team like this that's looked as, as good as anybody of late in the Rams mm -hmm. right there. That, that Giants game was a little weird, but that late punt return and all yeah. that, it was just a weird game right there. And they still got the win. So the Rams mm -hmm. have looked solid, man. They're healthy as they've been. You know, a lot of their big dogs were able to rest last week. They couldn't improve yep. or, you know, go down. 
So I think the Rams are going to be ready to go. This is the game I'm most excited about this Me weekend. Me too. But I am, I I, this, I'm penciling it in, brother. I'm penciling it in. I want to see this game. This is the one I'm looking forward to the most. I don't work on Monday because it's Martin Luther King. I'm off. Uh, so it's great, man. I get to like, you okay. know watch that game and enjoy it, man. bro, without the thing, you know, worrying about going to work. Eight o'clock game, you know, pop open a beer, you know, chill. There you I, go. I, yes, sir, man. I like it. going to do that, man. Oh man! I hope it's now worth watching, sir. I hope I it is. Too. Worth I, hope worth I hope so too. I hope it's. I think it. Look, it's gonna be. I think it's not gonna be like a blowout from either side. I don't think so either. I think it's gonna be back to back. I mean, a back high and total on this thing, man. A high total, fifty-one and a half for the total. They're expecting some points right here. Yep. Uh, you know, I think I in this one, I I gotta lean under. I feel like the last mm-hmm. four or five totals I bet over that were in the fifties have all went under okay. with ease. Like, it wasn't even really a sweat right here. So. <laughs> I think I, but I also have a thing where I don't bet Detroit Lions unders because I did that like eight times in a row last year and they went over every time. Yeah. So they're kind of on my no bet list there. So I think I'm just leading Rams plus three right here, but you better sprinkle a little on that Rams money line too. I like that. I like that. You're right. You're right. Sprinkle a little bit there, man. Just ha- have yourself a, a, a little bit of a, of a leap of faith because it's, it's one of those that looks, uh, looks good. It's juicy. Like one of, you know, like a nice, uh, you know, Ruth Chris tape or something like that. You know what I mean? And- so. I think Cooper Cup's going to have a big game too for your player props. You look at that, I and mean, you look at a lot yep. of Cooper Cup's mm-hmm. overs. Feels like he got to rest last week. Mm-hmm. Puka got his records and all that stuff, and Puka's still going to be Puka. But Dude, yeah, this feels, this feels like a Cooper Cup game for me. It, it's Cooper Cup in his element. All right, he's healthy. Uh, he got some rest last week. He's getting healthier and healthier. Remember, he came back. He it took him a while to start getting into that that form, and he was still <laughs> like banged up. Rhythm, yeah. Exactly. Get back in rhythm. And, and he was still kind of banged up. Right. And there was a couple of games that he went out and came back in. So I think now he's probably going to be at the best physical shape and health shape out of the whole season. It cannot come at a better time than the freaking playoffs. You know what I'm saying? So, I, and you know, we talked about, you know, resting the players at the right time. So I feel dude, like the Rams have kind of played this thing out perfectly. And dude, it feels Kyron like Williams, their strongest going into the most important games. Kyron Williams is the X factor in this game. Just mm-hmm. like, just like the X factor for the uh, now that um, the Sam Laporte is out, it's going to be the running game, you know, and Gibbs and Montgomery for the Lions, right? So it's going to be one of those things that you don't want to get, you don't want to get behind too much, right? Because then you're going to have to force to throw it, and then all of a sudden yeah. you're short a wide receiver now and Sam Laporta, which is come on ten touchdowns. That's hard to replace. I don't care what position. Uh, yeah, right, yeah, no matter so, who you are, man. That's tough exactly. You, you take the product that productivity off the field right there, and I'll tell you another yeah. guy you mentioned earlier that is a big X factor, X factor that we all know about, Aaron Donald. You know, yes, you got sir. the run game. It's been mm-hmm. strong for Detroit all year long. You got the two-headed mm-hmm. monster and David Montgomery and Jameer. Yes, Gibbs. right. But how much, you know, Aaron Donald on the back end of his career, but still when he wants Come to be, he can be one of the most dominant players in football. I think he's gonna have to do that. Rise to the occasion this weekend, really wreak havoc in that middle right there. Force that run game, like I said, force him into those passing situations mm-hmm. right there and not give up too much in the run game. And I think he'll be able to do it. And he's one of my big X factors for this game as well. Yep. He had, he came in this season with a chip in his shoulder. And uh, and I think he's uh, – this is the time that I think he's going to save his best football for, and it's going to be the preseason. I so. think so. I think a lot of those guys on that team have been. Absolutely. Talking about a team, uh, hey, man, what, you know, you, what do you think about your Bucks, baby? Huh? Got it done, man. Got it done got, for got, sure. We were going to that thing last weekend. If you had told me get, going into Carolina, if we'd have said, you're not going to score a touchdown, I'd have said, oh, no, we're in trouble, man. We're in trouble. They got Bro, that done. Baker was limping every single game, dude. That dude is just – I love that guy. That's he, a, he's a warrior, right he's man. A warrior. He's a warrior. He, I gained all respect. I never had any respect for him until last season. And we we said we spoke and you and I about this before throughout the season. 
you know, him getting humbling himself, getting released by the Panthers, coming in again, backing up Stafford, and then, you know, getting another job. And then this year, his numbers have been great, probably better than the, than the year that he went to Cleveland to the playoffs. It was 11 and five, had some clutch games. Uh, again, Baker is not going to be a Hall of Famer, but he is a starting quarterback in this league uh, that yeah. could, you know, start for a nice amount of Absolutely. time. And, and and what he did this year, I mean, right after Brady, uh, I know it's a shitty division, but he pulled the wins when he needed to. And last week, then, you know, didn't throw for a touchdown, but you saw him running for first downs, banging yeah. other guys. Right. And the guy yeah. could barely freaking walk. That's yeah. you got you got to That's that has to mean something. Right. Because football is not is not Madden. It's not joysticks. You know what I'm saying, dude? No. That's hard to do. You know, when you watch that guy limp to the ice tub and everything, yeah. man, I've, I've been watching Baker Mayfield play yeah. football for a long time, man. I, I watched him with my own eyes. I think it was 2016 when Oklahoma mm-hmm. came to Knoxville to play my balls. And I watched that man will him back after having a tough first three quarters. Mm-hmm. And he just turned all that, tuned all that out, came out in the fourth quarter, did what he had to do, man, got the job done. Mm-hmm. That was a heartbreaking loss. But, I, you know, that's the kind of competitor he is. He never really gives up on any play, man. You don't see, you'll never have to worry about Baker Mayfield quitting on you. And in something like the NFL, when you got those guys following you like that, mm-hmm. that's everything, man. And I think Baker, I think Baker's best days are ahead of him as an NFL quarterback, man. I think he's only going to continue to get better and learn. I mean, I think that eventually you'll see the phys- physical part of it drop off some just because mm-hmm. it's hard to play his style, man, and stay healthy like that. He's not an overly big dude or anything like that. So, but I think Baker, the way he's learning the game and the little dose of humble pie he's taking, mm-hmm. this guy's, I, I think he's best days ahead of him. And I'm not mad at him being the starting quarterback for my team for the next few years, man. I'm not. No, look, I, to have. We, we mentioned this, yes, this last week, well, a couple of weeks ago. I think he's earned himself a Geno Smith type of contract, right? I agree. A couple of years. Uh, he's probably going to get more money than Geno because, you know, it's a different market, inflation, yep. uh, bigger cap. So that kind of deal, right? They'll give him two years or four years or two years guaranteed, which is, in other words, you really only got two years or you could release yeah. him. There, there's something, you know, one of those, one of those, you know, Daniel, Jones, always, uh, Daniel Jones kind of contract. You know what I mean, dude? Where I, I think after next year, you could release his ass. <laughs> you know, I think you give him, a, give him two years and uh, with a yeah. third year option there. Because, exactly. I mean, you might wind up after he comes out and lights it up next year. You want to extend that thing again, but do it again. And I think right now, man, I think he's earned that. I think he's earned yeah. his money. He's earned the right to be the guy down there. He shouldn't have yep. to go into the off season with any questions or none of that stuff. Uh, I don't think they're trading up to number one or two to get no. one of the big dogs. Coming no, out. no, they're not. They're so, not. Uh, you know, I think he's earned the right to be the guy and has should have the whole off season knowing he's going to be the guy and be able to prepare that way. Cause he didn't get to do that this year, man. It was a lot yep. of questions coming in. He didn't know. And there's a lot of different mindset that goes into coming into a season, mm-hmm. knowing you're the guy or having to be in a battle with somebody. I think he's earned yep. an off season where he doesn't have to worry about all that. He should just be able to focus on football. And questions right now, uh, cricket. I think we have the other side of this football game. Uh, the Ooh, Eagles man. were ten and one, and uh, they were ten and one at one point. All right, <laughs> and it was a complete disaster. It was a meltdown that we haven't seen in many, many years. This is a team that led uh, in every category last year, whether rushing, scoring touchdowns. I mean, defense stopping Max. the run. I mean, it was the points per game. I, it's just sack last year. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Um, and you know. Jalen, another guy that has a shitload of touchdowns. He's he's another he's another warrior. He's kind of like another Baker, right? He he's been playing banged up, you know, and he's doing the best he can with what he has and, and the ability. But man, I mean, look, I, I think the Eagles should pull this off. They have to pull it off. But I would not be surprised if they lose to the Bucks. I know when they met earlier this year, they shellacked the Bucks like twenty five to eleven or something like that. Twenty five eleven. Yep. Yeah, exactly. But it's a different game, right? You got a team on a downslope. 
a team that's banged up, a team that's not confident. Because when you see that yeah. that Eagles team last week against the fucking Giants did not look confident from the start of the game. And you saw that from the first time the Giants scored, from Tyrod Taylor out there doing his shit, you know, yeah. which, you know. We, it was, we it was 24, 24 nothing before you blinked, man. Exactly. Yeah, it was quick. Yeah. All of a sudden, there were 14 nothing in the first quarter. I mean, you were like, what? 21 yeah. nothing. You're like, whoa, so, whoa, whoa. I mean, and, and they Giants never recovered. Them, yeah, that Giants team played them real tough on Christmas yep. Day in Philly, man. That's so, right. So, like, they never recovered. Just, you know, there's a lot. Something's good. There's a lot going on in that building, man. A lot under the surface that we ain't seeing right now. I could see yep. that on Nick Seriani when he's doing that press conference over that game. You know, you mm-hmm. can tell he's irritated, fired up, and they're asking him, like, what kind of – Yep. what kind of people they are and all that stuff. And, you know, I know he believes in his guys. He's going to have his guys back. But the way he was saying it didn't didn't give off vibes of confidence for me when I seen it right there. Hey, it yo, like what the man. fuck? <laughs> yeah, it looked like a man that was scrambling right there, bro, and just kind of trying to find all the answers in all the wrong places. And you got wide receivers upset. You got guy Now he's, he's hurt. He's questionable. A.J. Brown, your top weapon on offense Dude, right there. Everybody's backed up. You know, J- Jalen Hurts, the finger yeah. thing going on. And I don't care who you are, man. That's going to affect you some. We've seen I don't, it all, you Justin it, Herbert earlier in the year. It, it wasn't in his throwing hand, right? I don't think – I don't think – well, I don't know. But even if it wasn't in his throwing hand, here's here's a fact that people don't understand. Yeah. I don't care. You're throwing hand, you're not throwing hand. What do you think these fucking linemen are going to go after? Dude, they got to go after saying. your hand. They got to keep we slapping. Justin Herbert play three or four games with that yes. broken – middle finger on his non-throwing hand it yep. just makes you uncomfortable man you got to wrap that thing up you got to do all this it just makes you uncomfortable it takes you out of rhythm and it makes nfl's hard enough without having to do little things like that now you got to go to a team that's got all the confidence man that you know outside of that that saints game a couple weeks ago where we really shit the bed outside of that one they've looked good of late went to green bay beat that packers team yep. another playoff team you yep. know you had to go up you didn't look great at carolina last week but you did what you had to do to get it done got to give a shout out to Ant- antoine winfield jr man this guy has made two oh plays. yeah in games this year where he is kids at home. That's why you play through the whistle, not to the whistle, through the yeah, whistle, man, through the and whistle. You hustle right there. Cause that man had literally saved that game the other day. Cause it would I think it would have been a whole different story. If DJ chart gets in the end zone right there and they go up seven, nothing. Cause hell we couldn't get in the end zone. We took us three True. field goals right there. And I'm saying that would have been a whole different ball game. So that's a hell of a play by that man. That's twice he's done it this year and uh, he deserves. So I think that man is, uh, should be a pro bowl nod, man. No, yeah, I agree with you. I agree with you at 100, bro. I agree with you 100. So, again, Eagles should win, but it's not one of those that you can say. It's not like the Bills against, uh, you know, the Bills playing uh, – who are the Bills playing again? Uh, the Bills are playing uh, Pittsburgh. It's not like that game. It's not like, uh, Phil, uh, uh, you know, like Green Bay against Dallas where you can feel that confidence, right, that, they, that they're going to win. It's not like that. You don't get that. It, 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 I think the Bucks have a very good opportunity to upset the Eagles here because the Eagles I, are just on the wrong side right now of history and the wrong side of how you're supposed to be getting into the playoffs. You know, it'd be different if we had saw some some progress the last mm-hmm. few weeks, if we'd seen them get a little better. Mm-hmm. But we ain't seen that, man. No. We've seen you get worse. We've seen you get more pissed off. We've seen guys, you know, mad at each other on the sidelines. We got your head coach upset after the game. You know, it just it's not a good look right now, man. Mm-hmm. It's not. And I don't know how you write that ship in one week. I don't know how you just solve all these problems in one week like that and expect it to be all perfect again. I'll tell you, if they get by this one, I'm going to bet the house on whoever they're playing the next week. That's true. That's true. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, uh, we'll see because I think uh, it might be San Fran. Oh, they don't want that smoke. Oh, I think it, I think it's they already got that smoke once. That was right in the middle of this 
the bottle. Yeah, they, that, that's they, what started the whole shit. Yeah, that's what started the whole. Then they are now. They don't want that smoke now. No, that, that started the whole landslide, bro. That started the whole landslide. <laughs> yeah, they don't need that again. Yeah, yeah. Well, boys and girls, there we go, man. That those are your games. That's our breakdown. You know, our predictions for uh, you know for this week. Uh, when it comes to uh, football, you know, when it comes to the NFL, I think we got to, I think there's, again, game of the week for us is definitely that Rams game and Lions game, man. That's that's what I'm Absolutely. looking forward to the most. Uh, and we also got some news, man. So, listen, since I know the NFL is over, we're going to change this format a little bit of the show every week because, you know, football is going down. We're going to start talking a little more basketball, some more stuff like that. So, I also got a little segment that I like to call in case you missed it. which we kind of hit some of the topics, man, trending in sports, right? And today, nothing trended more than two of the greatest coaches in the NFL, uh, in football, not the NFL, retiring. First, we got Pete Curl earlier during the day, mutually agreed to step down, right, with the ownership. Nobody, I didn't, nobody saw this coming, right? Nobody saw this coming. I, I didn't, I didn't. And, and he's got to take a consultant or an advisor position, whatever. So he's still got to be involved in the, uh, in the organization. But this is huge because Pete Carroll has been, has given the Seattle Seahawks everything, any accolade, first Super Bowl ever, winning season after winning season. I think he's won like 175 games with them, right, after he came out of uh, UFC, something like yeah. that. 80, I think he has like an insane over one 500 only, record. One of only three coaches in football history to win a college football national championship and a Super Bowl. No. Look at that. Do you know who you the know? other two are? No. Who are the other two? Barry Jimmy Swiss Johnson. Jimmy Johnson is one? Yep. Jimmy, Jimmy Johnson, Johnson and Barry Switzer. Okay. Oh, Barry Switzer. Look at that. Then two guys that won it with Dallas. I, can, I, can, I don't hate that record. I hate that record more than now, man. You know what I mean? So it's. <laughs> that's right. That's right. At least Pete Carroll squeezed in there with him, man. <laughs> oh, that's true. Yeah, that's true, man. But Pete, Pete Carroll is a cool dude, though, man. But he it's funny. Cool guy, man. What I love about Pete, right? Pete has always been that guy, man, where he, he you know, you got a lot of good sound bites from Pete, right? Uh, he's, he's, a, you know, he's one of those entertaining coaches. He even players said it today. Coach. Yeah. He even said it. he's a player's coach. Absolutely. A player's coach guy's 70 years old and he doesn't look at it. And he doesn't act like it either. So uh, running, running routes and stuff. <laughs> that, that's true. Running routes. It's funny. That's you're right, man. He's running routes and doing whatever the hell he, he always does. Uh, but you know, my favorite, I guess, moment from him, or I guess we want to call it soundbite. Let me go ahead and share my screen. It was when, when they drafted, uh, when they drafted DK Metcalf. Remember that? Because they got DK late in the game. Here, let me go ahead and play this for you guys. Yeah, yeah, let me see this. Let me do this. Ready? Let me see if you remember this. All right, let me be on Twitter. Let me know if if there's no sound. Good. Okay. Remember this? I didn't see this, man. Look at Pete. That's awesome. You can't make up some monster, bro. Yeah, dude, that that's what he does. You know, it's it's funny, yeah. right? Because uh, you know, DK always had that, he was always a tough, you know, built dude. He was yeah. doing the whole compound with nothing. Like and when they drafted him, because remember, it fell down to them, right? You know, yeah. DK fell down to them, and then all of a sudden, yeah, a of I remember that. Man. I remember that he still we went into the room and it be Carol take over. Let's go, baby. That is he awesome. is that type of coach, man. Right there. You immediately make that guy feel more comfortable. And that's just kind of guy Pete Carroll is, man. Yeah, one of the greatest coaches of all time. Great yeah. career. I'm glad he's still staying on as an analyst because I do think he still needs to be involved in football. Yep. Very, very brilliant man when it comes to football. And uh, so, so I'm glad he's staying on with the team at least. 
Yeah, me too. Me too. I'm glad for him. Uh, I think uh, he said it. He's not burnt out or anything like that. He's ready to, yeah. you know, keep working in in in, in the actual, uh, you know, in in the um, keep keep working with the team and eventually doing good things for the team, right? So now the other biggest biggest news today, bro. What do you think about Nick Saban calling it quits, my brother? Man, That's crazy. This one, this one really did come out of nowhere for me. You know, I would have expected it a lot more had they been able to finish that thing off and win the national title right there. Yeah. And, but, you know, I think Nick Saban's kind of, yeah, at some point, the man, just like Pete Carroll in his 70s, mm-hmm. and you get to a point where you're like, well, what else do I have to prove, man? I got seven national championships. I'm already the greatest coach of all time. They're already going to put a statue outside the stadium for me. Um, you know, maybe Mama Bear is sitting back and saying, hey, man, I'd like to hang out with you a little bit. Go hang out with them grandkids and stuff. Because he ain't got nothing to prove. And the man's been working 365 days a year for the better yeah, part man. of 40 years now. And, you know, that's a full-time job, especially the way he does it. The college football landscape is changing. We're going to the 12-team playoff. College football ain't never been easy to win at. It ain't going to get no easier, man. The parity is spread out a lot throughout what? college football now. And uh, it's, it's just going to be a different world. And I don't think he really wanted to transition into that. You know, he's, he had done enough. And it wasn't really that sour of a pill. You know, they wound up nope. coming back from that early loss of the year against Texas to come back, make the playoff. You had a shot at it. His defensive coordinator still mm-hmm. retired last week, too. I thought it was cool that he – I don't know when he decided this, when he figured out he was going to do it. Mm-hmm. But I thought it was cool that he at least waited for a few mm-hmm. days after the national championship game because yep. he had announced this last week after they lost. You oh, know, that yeah. takes a lot of the spotlight off of Washington and Michigan right there. And that's what – because that would have been the big story of the week. And I think he's smart enough to know not to do that. So I do think it was cool of him – to at least wait a little bit. Now, hell, he may have found it. I told you before we came on, he may have been drinking him a glass of scotch with a cigar last night sitting on the back porch. Hey, I've had enough, man. So I don't know, but this guy right here is, in my opinion, I know he had a tough time in the NFL, but this is the greatest college football coach of all time, man. 297, 297 wins, 71 losses, one tie, seven national championships, right? 11 SEC championships, one MAC championship, five-time coach of the year, Paul Bryan, award winner twice. Walter Camp, coach of the year. I mean, two-time AP coach of the year. Absolutely the best ever, all right? The yep. best ever that you've ever seen. Uh, I, I, there's nothing said. You cannot – the numbers don't speak for itself. The guy is definitely one of those, you know, militant uh, individuals, old school that you're never going to see him again. So, yeah, man, you got to – I mean, I just love all the, all the damn uh, memes over here, bro. Look at this. People just saying goodbye to him, you know. It's one of those things that Deion Sander goes out there and says, thank you, man, the greatest of all time. Nobody's ever going to put up put up ever, that ever again. Everybody started giving us flowers left and right. Uh, the man deserves to uh, deserves to get his flowers, and it is the greatest coach, probably football coach of all time, out there with Bill Belichick, whether it's the NFL or college. You still got a fucking coach, man. Yeah, yeah, man. You're you know a leader of men. Mm-hmm. You really, It's not just about what he does on the football field and all the success that – you got to think about how many people he's turned into, not turned into, but helped become great human beings, mm-hmm. help mold them into being great members of society. It's not just mm-hmm. about football. We all get mm-hmm. caught up in all that, but this is a great leader of men. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, really his, not, not just players, man. You look Young at a man. guy like Steve Sarkeesian, man, that, that had a really, you know, had all the trouble at USC, the drinking problem, all that stuff. Steve Sarkeesian will be the first to tell you, man, he owes everything he has right now to Nick Saban. Because yep. Nick Saban's the one when nobody else wanted to give him a chance, brought him in, let him be the offensive coordinator, gave him a new lease on life to get that job at Texas. So it's not just about the players, man. It's about all the people all the way down through the whole program and just everybody that Nick Saban touched his life. I mean, it's a, it's a career. It's a legendary career, and he's the greatest of all time. But the ripple effect this will cause in college football, man, 
is really what's got to be talked about because I'm I mean, sorry, but whoever comes in some, some other program right now, you're about to see programs just start being left without coaches all of a sudden in a bad dude. time, man, because somebody, some big dogs going to Alabama. This is the hottest job, the hottest job opening, hottest job opening right now, dude. All right. This is like, this is not only one of the biggest jobs in college football. This is one of the biggest jobs in sports, man. And sports, you you know, like what I'm saying. I I honestly could see certain spots where an NFL coach might leave an NFL team to go be the head coach at Alabama. Absolutely. That's going to happen in this spot, but I totally could see that happening. And it wouldn't surprise me that much. Mm -hmm. And uh, you know, you're going to look at, I think the favorite right now, they got the odds up, but the favorite right now is Dan Lanning. The head coach okay. at Oregon. I heard about so that. He jumps ship, then Oregon's open. You know, that's gonna somebody's gonna leave another big dog to go yep. to Oregon because Oregon's a premier job too. I mean, it's about to send a ripple effect through college football. That's really, you know, this is just getting started right now, and it's at a bad time because you got the second signing day coming up, spring practice in a couple months. There's a lot going on, man, and there's a lot of schools that are gonna have to figure out some things in a hurry. You muted on me. I can't. I can't hear you. Oh, so, you know, I got a new mic, man, so it has, it has the mute button on there. So, you know, sometimes I like to adjust, and all you got to do is just swipe it, right? And freaking, yeah. you know. I was excited yeah. you were just gone all of a sudden. No, so I want to say, no, like, like I was saying, it, like you, you just you just hit it in the nail. You got signing day. You got transfer day coming up. You got all these deadlines. They got to get a coach right away, all right, as soon as possible. So he could and just wonder, take over and, like, make sure the ship stays afloat. And I, I wonder – you know, I do wonder when he made this decision. This is mm-hmm. something that he made a month or so ago and just didn't tell nobody. But, you know, Probably. I'm sure he at least let the president know and, the, you know, the athletic director and stuff. I would, unless, like I said, unless he just made this decision out of the blue last night, that would be rough for Alabama. But if he at least gave him a heads up and maybe I don't know how all that stuff works. If you can talk to people and all the different, I don't know how that stuff works, man. Either way, I feel like it's going to be crunch time, man. And this is not ideal for Alabama by any means. I honestly think that I, the time was getting near. I, if you saw him in the sidelines over year over year, this year especially, it wasn't like he was enjoying himself. He never looked like he was enjoying himself. We go because this guy's so never, he, He's never looked yeah. like he's enjoying himself ever. Exactly. It's like he's you know, falling down. The, yeah. the seven times that happened, that's the only time I ever seen the man smile. That's it. The other the, time the, he just looked mad. <laughs> he's so methodical, but I, I think the guy was. I don't want to say the. I don't want to use the word miserable. I just mean kind of like a, lighting a little fire. But I think I think he was done. I think it was yeah. done. Sometime I think when he stepped in this season, I, I think he said, I'm going to give him my all this season, but I, I'm tired, right? The game is changing, yeah. like you mentioned. Um, if I get a shot to win a, to win a, another championship, I'm going to go for it. Uh, I think if they would have won another championship, maybe it would have given him a little more fuel to be like, eh, fuck it, let's know, see if we can another that been, I think he might have announced on on the like the national the championship day. celebration. He might have sold off, sold off in the sunset. But you, you know, when you're a perfection yeah. A perfectionist, perfectionist like that man is when like literally like he's like OCD. I mean, yeah. almost perfection to a fault. That's got to be taxing on you mentally, yeah. physically, you know, your fan, all that different stuff. And that goes into it. There's a lot that goes into this and uh, Dude, it's got to wear on you over the years. And it does. I, I think you're right. He did just look tired, man. It does, man. It does. I mean, I, I, I don't want to say I can relate because I've never won any championships before, but when I look at my own job, right, and I got a lot of moving pieces, I manage a large operation. And then yeah. when I got different projects and stuff like that, that I have to, I got a lot of stuff that's beyond my control that, cause you know, I got vendors, I got equipment, I got other individuals, I got to do this. And, but I am such a guy that plans for that kind of stuff to go well. I'm very proactive, right? I don't like to be yeah. reactive because that's how I'm, I've been very successful by trying to plan ahead as much as I can and try to anticipate errors. And it does get to you, dude. 
the planning oh, gets to you. And then when you execute and you be like, okay, it happened, but you put yourself through so much like boom, 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 different type of scenarios that you actually, you ex- mentally, and, you exhaust yourself. It's, and, and the amount of, the amount of, and imagine that guy, bro, who has the toughest fucking job in the, in the, in the country, bro, in the, in the fucking well, game. And the amount of success he's had is kind of yeah. a double-edged sword because two losses is a bad season. And when you put mm-hmm. that kind of pressure on yourself year in and year out, you're kind of seeing it with Dabo Swinney right now. He's kind of put himself in that same spot. And that'll make you an old man quick yeah. when you're lying awake at night thinking, how do I not lose two games again in an SEC schedule? Yep. And I, I'm going out playing the big dogs in non-conference. Mm-hmm. Like, everybody wants to watch Alabama on TV, man. You don't have many weeks where you get to UTC it and just be yep. like, okay, it's cool. No. Well, you know, the, he don't even relax on those weeks. That's the thing. He don't relax when he's playing in FCS school. Some of the most fired up press conferences you've ever seen from that guy are after games where he played Georgia Southern and stuff like that. That so, dude is now relaxing in the offseason after he wins yeah, his championship. He's not yeah, going bro, on his not, boat. He's not doing any of that shit. You know what I mean? Because he is ready, sharpening it up, thinking what the hell is he going to do next year to win it again? I can't tell you how many interviews I've seen with him. Like, they're interviewing on the national championship game. They're like, how long are you going to enjoy this one? He's like, well, I got to fly to Texas tomorrow for four recruiting visits and yep. stuff. Like, that's the day after. The yeah. day after you reach the pinnacle of the sport, everything you work for, for not only that year, but years before that, everything leading up to that you worked for, okay, it's cool. I'm going to enjoy it for five minutes. I got to get on the plane and fly to go recruit another guy to try to win another one. Guy's done it seven I mean, times, and he's done it every single time. He hasn't changed anything because he's won it seven times. It's and it's like you almost. I feel like you're almost taking it for granted, Nick. Take a couple days off, man. That national title got, just bought you some of those recruits anyway. They want to yeah. come win for a ring, yeah. man. Yeah. You don't have to do much, bro. You don't have to do much, yeah, man. Bro, you, all you just walk in the room, say, yeah. "Hey, man, you got it." Yeah, them. T- just show show the bling, bro. Just show the bling. Uh, I, yeah. days, you could even go a week later. Those guys are not gonna commit. Right, they're not going to yeah. come in anywhere because they know you're going to come home and, and see them. That's all. They, they you know, might so. call you on vacation, bro. <laughs> exactly, absolutely, man. But shout out to the goat, man. One of the greatest. Uh, well, probably I think one of the greatest in football, whether it's college or the NFL, to lace them up uh, and and hit those sidelines, man. And hold that clipboard, and also Pete Carroll, man. One of the greatest because Pete Carroll was a damn good college coach. He's a damn good, uh, a hell of an NFL coach. Uh, guys that were generational that you and I watch, yeah. you know, watch growing absolutely. up, right? I mean, it's. These are individuals that were at least part of my my mostly like teenage adult life up till now. So it's crazy. I've literally watched both these guys coach in some of the greatest football games I've ever seen and will ever see. You know, a couple of them. So it's like, uh, you know, I saw Pete Carroll coaching some of the a couple. I saw it at the college level and that Texas game back in the day, and then that Patriots Super Bowl. Granted, he came on the short end of the stick right there. Bad play call. You should have handed it the beast mode. Yeah, that's true. You know, still those games. I've seen some of the most exciting football games in my lifetime with these two guys on the sidelines. Shout out to both of them, careers. uh, You know, leaders of men. Well, well done. Well done. They will be missed. They will be missed. Absolutely, absolutely. That's all we got today, Cricket. You know what I'm saying? Hey, tell y'all, tell the people where they could find you, man. I know you got a couple of deals going. You got some, uh, you got a special campaign going. I think I heard we you guys. Do, we, we do got Go a ahead. promo going, man. Over at sportspicks.locals.com, we provide the greatest uh, value in sports handicap. We've got a little promo going right now. You mm-hmm. can get 40% off your annual subscription by using the promo code Game On with a capital G. Make sure you're clicked on the annual subscription, but you get 40% off right now. That's over a $200 value, folks. Got the great Robert Barnes yep. making the official picks. He had a tough day in the CFP semifinals. Lost a couple 5% plays, man. The first, uh, he was 10-0 before that, but he picked it back up the other night and took Michigan on a big 5% play and handled that. So come check us out, man. Sportspicks.locals.com, where we turn the odds in your favor.
Yeah, and check out uh you also check uh cricket every morning, right? Uh what's uh your espresso shot oh, show with uh, yeah, with Will? Yeah, we, game on every morning, man. 7 30 a.m. Eastern, 4 30 a.m. Pacific. Me and my guy Will game on over there doing the sports morning espresso shot, man. Come check us out. We have a lot of fun over there, man. That's a great show, man. It's a great show. I gotta I gotta make uh after this quarter. I know you told me before. I mean, if I'm okay, I'm, I gotta make it. I gotta take a day off, just come in and, and all you gotta do is shoot, tell me when, man. I'll shoot, shoot the you shit, bro. Come join us anytime. I gotta man. shoot the shit, bro. You guys have a good thing going on, man. You guys, it's really fun. It's really fun. It's a great show. I appreciate that, man. You are welcome anytime, sir. All right, that's all I got for today. Me and my boy Cricket, your boy E Man from the Average Old Sports Talk Podcast. Signing out, Cricket. See you next Tuesday. Yeah, it will be Tuesday. It won't be. It won't be Wednesday. It would be It'll Tuesday. Be Tuesday. All right. Yeah, we'll see you next Tuesday then. <laughs> Peace out, guys. Have a great day and night, actually. Yo. Yeah.